This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. There were none more horrible than being a slave. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not going to argue the fact. But it was. It was done. The Civil War was fought. Now let's make the best of the situation. You don't fight for equity by taking away things from other people and telling the government take it away from them, give it to us. That's not what you do. And you don't force love down people's throats any more than you force hate down their throats. We need to come together as a country and appreciate each other. When you're in a foxhole and the guy behind you is white or black or green, you don't care. You just want to know that you can depend on that dude, that that guy's got your back. And that's what we need to do in this country. trousers and motorcycle boots and a black leather jacket with his name on the back. He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Ride Radio. His name is New York Mike and welcome to the show. This is Roll Right Radio. I'm New York Mike. Okay, we're back. Roll Right Radio. I'm New York Mike. And yeah, we're trying to get back on track. This last trip, a lot of things got disrupted. Getting back was was a little bit more stuff going on while I was away and, and and trying to get it all put together. But I think it is now. I know it's been it's been over a week. I, I when I I'm looking at notes that I've that I've written down for Roll Right Radio that I that I do in between. It's a couple of days in between and during those days I'm making notes, doing show prep and different things. I wrote it down, I took a kind of a mini break after Memorial Day, but yeah we're back. It, it's been a little more than a mini break. But we're back and it's not a minute too soon. There's so much going on. Again, I wrote these notes. It was around Father's Day and Juneteenth. <laughs> we're going to talk about both these holidays after some comments on the Wolverine. Some more thoughts on our ride to D.C., which I might not be able to get much in today because, number one, it's been a while, and number two, so much is going on. I'm going to talk a little bit about inflation. And the coming recession, we got J6 coming up, talking about those hearings. The primaries, the November election, yeah, that's a bunch of stuff. So uh, just real quick on the Wolverine. So Robert Patrick is doing this podcast, serious radio podcast, called The Wolverine. Now, I'm not a guy that, again, it's like the peacemaker stuff. It's not where I find myself real comfortable tuning into DC comics and stuff. But the Peacemaker was, it was killer, man. It was awesome. And again, so Robert tells me about this Wolverine project. I go, what? And I listened to it. I loved it. I just loved it. Obviously, Robert does a great job. He's a great actor, great character actor. I don't have to sell him, especially the friends and, and stuff. You know who he is. But I'm telling you, <laughs> this Wolverine that he did on radio. It's a radio. It's a, a podcast, serious radio thing. It was, I, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. Again, this kind of fantasy stuff isn't my cup of tea, but this was more focused. I, I thought it was something relevant to today, right now. Anyway, I wanted to get that out there. Some of the other things that I said we're going to talk about today. Let's talk about Juneteenth for a minute. It was the last weekend, not this past, the weekend before. It's it's a little bit, it's away from us now. 
But I, I think it's important. It fell on Father's Day. Is that a coincidence? I can make some jokes about a culture without fathers. The problem that it's been. Let me talk about this Juneteenth situation. Now, I don't have any problem with celebrating freedom. And certainly, Juneteenth celebrates the day that the Union General went down to Galveston, Texas in 1865 to let the black people, I guess they were still slaves at that time in Texas, to let them know that they were free, that there was an Emancipation Proclamation a proclamation by the President of the United States that emancipated, freed the slaves. That was in 1863. And so we didn't have, <laughs> didn't have cell phones, <laughs> didn't have instant communications. And I guess a lot of the people that owned slaves didn't want their slaves to know that it was no longer legal to harbor that situation. So whatever happened, I mean, that, that, that day, this... Union General went down and let them know, and, and that's something to celebrate. But what are they celebrating? What happened was somebody came up with this, I don't know how many years ago, I'm not a historian of these events, but it got blown up because of George Floyd. And George Floyd was a criminal. Yes, he was murdered, and it was wrong. And the cop who did it, and, and maybe the other cops who were with him, but certainly that cop who did it was put in jail and he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life. That's it. End of story. And from everything I've seen, it looks like, and I don't care, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances. Yes, they knew each other. Yes, they worked together in whatever bar and nightclub that they were both being security in in their off hours or whatever. But this guy was a criminal and he was busted while he was conducting criminal activities. And he had a criminal record that was horrible. Put a gun to the stomach of a pregnant woman. I mean, I mean, this, this was just a bad dude. Now, he was murdered? Absolutely. And, and the, the country went nuts. I'm not going to go over the whole, the whole George Floyd thing. But in response to what happened, the Democrat Party pushed through the Juneteenth national holiday. Well, maybe we should have a national holiday. Maybe, maybe there's a good reason for it. How about the fact that almost 400,000 90 plus percent white Union soldiers died in the Civil War to gain the freedom of, of these slaves? They fought a war that ended slavery. Again, the war started in 1861. The Emancipation Proclamation was in 1863. The war ended in 1865. I mean, the Civil War, when I, I remember talking to some liberal friends years ago, a long time ago, and, and I said that the war fought over states' rights. No, it was a war fought to free the slaves. Well, either way, let's just say the result was the slaves are freed, and, the, and my liberal friends, and a lot of them, who try to push this idea that this war was fought over slavery. People didn't like slavery from the very first day this country was founded. July 4th, 1776. And whenever the Continental Congress met, whenever, they, there was always an argument against slavery. And the slavery was in the South. It wasn't the whole country. So 
we have the Civil War. Over 620,000 soldiers. The Confederate soldiers and the Union, that's, that's how many documented died. How many died afterwards getting infections from whatever wounds they had? How many died and how many civilians were killed? We don't even know. But there were a lot more Union soldiers than Confederate soldiers, and a lot more of them died. And again, almost all of them were white. If the Civil War was fought to free slaves, and that was the result of, of the war, the Emancipation Proclamation, then they, they should celebrate. And, and that celebration should be an appreciation of, of those who sacrificed their lives. And if everything that happened since, once you're free, I'm, I'm sorry, I, this is not a racist issue to me, okay? I have fought racism. I have marched in Mississippi in 1963. I've done a lot. I've talked about it on my podcast. I've talked about it in other places. I don't want to make this into a big, big old racial thing, okay? People were free. There's a lot of people that came to this country under horrible circumstances. Maybe there were none more horrible than being a slave, okay? I'm not, I'm not going to argue the fact. But it was it was done. The Civil War was fought. Now let's make the best of the situation and, 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 and fight. You don't fight for equity by, by taking away things from other people and telling the government, take it away from them, give it to us. That's not what you do. And you don't force, you don't force love down people's throats any more than you force hate down their throats. So that we need to come together as a country. And appreciate each other. When things get tough, when you're in a foxhole and the guy behind you is white or black or green, you don't care. You just want to know that you can depend on that dude. That that guy's got your back. And that's what we need to do in this country. So Juneteenth, yeah, we should celebrate the almost 400,000 white kids that died. Just, even if you just want to, you want to separate us. And this is the Union. This is the Confederacy. Just celebrate those Union soldiers that sacrificed their lives. Then I'm I'm all about Juneteenth. That's 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 what you celebrate. Come on, join and make it one country again. Stop with this division. Everything is so it's just so divided. It's so wrong. So the other issues that I really want to talk about. We're in the middle of this inflation. And I have talked about the fact that, not this past March, a year ago March, I started talking about inflation. I, say, I started seeing it. It wasn't a couple of months after Biden came into office. It actually started when, when he was elected. And he gets up there and he's elected and he vows to have a war on the fossil fuel industries. Right then and there, they knew they were in trouble. And then he gets in office, the first thing he does is cancel the Keystone Pipeline. Everybody knew, oh, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be bad. And it got worse. And it didn't take a long time to start seeing that needle move. And that was inflation. And I remember saying, put a piece of paper on your refrigerator, write down the cost of eggs, butter, milk, all, all these things that you buy. Pick five things. Notice the price. And then every two weeks, notice the price increase. And that was a year and a half ago. And I didn't even, well, I, I, I was predicting, yes, I, I talked about the price of gas. Did I really think it was going to go to five and six bucks? 
I mean, I paid over $6 and something cents right here in California the other day for regular gasoline. It's insane. I don't, I don't think I saw that coming. But now that we're at that number, I'm seeing a high number. I'm seeing the possibility we go to $10 because, because the Biden administration, and it's a lot more than Joe Biden. It's all these left-wing Democrats, the whole crew. And I'm not sure that part isn't led by John Kerry. But whoever's leading it, they refuse to accept the fact that this inflation is killing us. It's killing the economy. It's hurting every American. And it can be stopped tomorrow if they just turn around and change course on this war on fossil fuel and recognize that it's okay to develop all the electric cars and the, if you want the windmills, which I really don't like, but you know, solar and, and any other renewable, it's fine to do that. Build it, do it. But you need fossil fuels while you're doing that. You can't dictate that in 2030 or 2035, no more, no more gasoline engine cars will be built. You can't do it while you're doing it, but it's killing the economy. And, and it, it, it's, they need to recognize, okay, you know, you make a mistake. There's nothing wrong with making mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. So they tried. They made a mistake. They went in the direction. Now it's time to recognize it as a mistake and say, okay, let's turn around. We got we to we pull back a little bit. This isn't working the way we thought. That's what intelligent people do. That's what rational people do. These people aren't rational. I'm not questioning their intelligence. It's like Elon Musk kind of says, you know, some of the smartest people in the world do the stupidest things. So who is it that said during the Clinton campaign it's the economy stupid? Well, they're the ones who called it stupid. And I hate calling people names, but this is pretty stupid. I don't know if you're John Kerry or you're, you're, you're Joe Biden or you're the squad or whoever else is, is up there. It's plain stupid. And you are stupid. If you keep on pushing this, we see the results and we see it's getting worse and worse. What are we doing? And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes because I'm just as concerned about what the Republicans are doing as I am about the Democrats are doing. And I'll, I'll explain that in a minute, but I, I want to talk about some of the other things going on that has me concerned, should have us all concerned. There's a... There's just a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through my notes as, as I got, like I said, it's, it's been a couple of weeks and I, 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 I write these things down and, and usually I, you know, put together the whole podcast. But in this case, because there's been this potus interruptus, <laughs> I, I, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a little different. I, I, I just, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping around here, but going back to the Juneteenth, I, I, I did write something down that I, I quoted Dr. Ben Carson. And you, you remember Dr. Ben, ben Carson in the Trump White House, part of the cabinet. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm looking through these notes and I'm, I'm seeing what, Ben Carson said, and I, I forgot what, where I saw him on television, he said, slavery was part of every civilization. 
And it goes back way before the slaves that came here from Africa, which the, the nations in Africa that were practiced slavery, but before that goes back to the Egyptians. The Jews were slaves in Israel for 400 years. I mean, slavery has been practiced throughout history, and like Ben Carson said, in every civilization. We're the only one that had a civil war that amongst ourselves to get, so nobody came in from the outside. We didn't have the rebellion of the, the Romans that, 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 that they had. I am whatever and, and all this, you know, that, that whole slavery thing. It didn't come from the slaves. It came from us, this country that said, we don't want this. And we had a civil war. So I, I, just, I just wanted to add that. I also wanted to talk about Dagan McDowell, who I really like a lot. She's on Fox Business. She explained how the left, which her words, hates American business. I'm not sure I agree that they hate the American business. They act like it. They, they won't allow... American oil companies to drill, but they'll beg the Saudis to drill. And now the Venezuelans, and if it's about pollution, which is what they keep talking about, the global climate change and pollution. So what's the difference? Where on the planet, where on this globe that we're drilling oil? So we benefit from drilling right here, right now. Drilling in the Anwan, drilling in Texas, in New Mexico, drilling in Pennsylvania, wherever we could find oil. And however we do it, it benefits us. But when we drill, or oh, we're encouraging them to drill in Saudi Arabia, in Venezuela, we don't benefit. We get the oil because we need it. But we overpay for it, number one. Number two, it's sturdier. What we drill here under EPA rules and regulations is the cleanest anywhere in the world. So John Kerry is going, he's the climate czar. That's his job. You know, if you don't recognize that, Biden appointed him the climate czar. So his total goal is climate change. He doesn't even consider the negative consequences. Yet he and Biden are going to Saudi Arabia to beg them to drill and produce more oil, dirtier than anything that we produce here. And he claims he's trying to convince them to be more green. In other words, why is he going there? He's not trying to get us more energy. He's trying to He's the environment czar. He's the climate change czar. But he's getting on his private plane, flying to Saudi Arabia. We're paying for it. We pay for that plane. We pay for his trip. We pay for his hotels, his food, his entertainment, whatever else. So if he was going there on a, on a, on a climate issue, well, I guess that's appropriate. He's going there with Biden to beg them to produce more oil. I don't get it because everything he's trying to get them to do is 
is counterproductive to a clean environment. It's promoting a dirtier environment. So why are we paying for him to be there? He's clearly, we're being pissed on, and they're telling us it's raining. Don't, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't do that. We're paying for this guy's, his whole trip, everything he does, everything he does there. But they're telling them to produce more oil, to dirty the environment, to dirty the climate, to create more pollution. This is total bullshit. And why do we stand for this? Why aren't the Republicans raising hell? You know, I, I've, I've ridiculed people who say we shouldn't give money to the Republican Party because unless we, the people, let the politicians know we're pissed, they'll just keep, they'll just keep sitting on their asses and continue to get rich. That's what they do. I mean, how many of these people have gone to Congress and, and the Senate, wherever, have gone in there, you know, just normal people, most of them are lawyers, they make a living, and then, I don't know, how many years later? Eight, 10, 12? They're millionaires. They're all millionaires. So they're getting rich. They have lunch with their Democrat cronies. And, you know, they have lunch, they have coffee, they go to the gym together, they go to the movies together, whatever they do. And I don't knock that. Because they got to get along, they talk, they negotiate. I get, I get it. But at the same time, they expect us to get them reelected when what, what they do is, is actually counter to the reasons why we get them elected. I'm actually starting to like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I, I know. Even with all his, you know, conspiracy theories and his pacifist preaching, which I don't get at all, believe me, um, is constantly throwing Republicans under the bus. There's a lot of truth in what he says and the hypocrisy that he points out. Actually, you know, I, I get in, in truth. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big Tucker fan. I'm, still, I'm telling you. But I'm, st I'm starting to like some of the stuff he's doing. I actually get the same info from Jesse Waters with a lot less you know, conspiracy theory, a lot more humor <laughs> and much less giggles from, you know, Tucker, who gets that, he's got that laugh. It, it, it reminds me of Kamala Harris in some ways. <laughs> and it, much, re, much less vitriol towards Republicans by Jesse. And, and so, but, but at the same time, don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree that we need, we need to push these politicians who are supposed to represent us to do just that. Represent us. Vote for bills. Do not actually, they're voting for bills right now that infringe on our right to keep and bear arms. It, it, that's not representing us. But the pressure needs to come from us. Not, not from Fox News Channel, you know, not from Tucker Carlson, you know, but, but, you know, I get, I get, you know, that he's calling out the politicians, you know, the John Cornyns and, and the other ones that are, are voting for that bill that they're putting through. I guess 14 Republican senators are voting for that bill. I, 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 I it's just wrong. 
But, you know, maybe Tucker should be reminding us to, to do what we need to do. And, and by the way, you know, if, I think Tucker Carlson's the kind of guy that has also some ideas about how to do it. You know, he comes up with a lot of, a lot of stuff that I like. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan, but I got to agree with a lot of stuff that he says. Give me an idea. Give the people an idea. How do we, how do we get together? It's us. It's we the people. We're the ones that have to say to these Republicans, you're not going to, you're not going to change the mind of Democrats. The Republican in, in Congress might, it might be a political thing that, that might work, but that's not up to us. Well, we, we elect the people we vote for, and I'm talking to the, the majority of, of Roll Right Radio listeners out there. Um, we're, we're, we, need to, we need to hold their feet to the fire. We need to contact them. We need to do things in an organized way by, by people that, you know, organize letter writing campaigns, email writing campaigns. I, I don't know how marches and protests and all this stuff, but people that... Are, are saying in mass, I'm not going to give any more money to the Republican Party. Well, that's just going to get Democrats elected. We need to put the pressure on these people to do the right thing and vote for the things that we send them to Congress for. And one of those things, and it's a big deal, is the Second Amendment. It's huge. It's huge. Nothing else is, is going to mean anything if you don't have the Second Amendment. And oh yeah, is it, is it just, you know, uh, background checks, uh, four-day waiting period, red flag? You know, each one of those things is the, is, is the camel's nose under the tent, as they say. And then once they get in there, you know, they give them the finger, they're going to take a whole hand. Give them a hand, they're going to take your whole arm. And that's what they're trying to do. Don't think for a second that these liberals are not trying to disarm America. They want to do away with the Second Amendment. That's their goal. It's maybe not their stated goal, although some of them have. That's really their goal. Talk to some of these people. Yeah, if you talk... Look, look I have friends of mine. I, I like them. They're nice people. They're, they're fun to be around. We disagree politically. We really do. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time with them. But I'm not going to knock them either. I'm not going to call them names. We talk. And, and they think it'd be a good thing if we did not have guns for everybody. Cops, okay. You know, soldiers, okay. I mean, this is their mentality. Why? Why don't you understand the, the reason for the Second Amendment? Why don't you understand the benefits of the Second Amendment? Why don't you understand why it's so important that every American be armed to the teeth? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. And it would be great. And I don't think people... Look at Israel. You know, you go there. I've been to Israel many, many times. Everybody's armed. Them soldiers, man, they walk around with their, with their weapons, their Uzis and this and all over the place. And I've, I've criticized friends of mine. You guys, man, you're so careless. You just, you know, you don't, well, you know, they, they knock me down. Mike, this is what we have to do. We have to, we have to be on. We have to be ready. We're always, you know, under siege. With it. I get it. I get it. And they are. And it's true. But you don't see mass killings, except by 
of course, the Palestinians. You don't, you don't see this going on the way it's going on over here. It's not about the guns. It is clearly not about the guns. So we need to focus on this. We need, to, we need to push this issue. We need to push these politicians so they understand the Second Amendment is sacrosanct. And here we have Republicans. Now, I'm, I'm just really hopeful we can correct that. Okay? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm so concerned about some of the irreparable damage that's being done by the Biden administration. I think most of the things that are being done are are not irreparable, that we can, we can fix most of them. We'll, we'll pay a price, and we're probably paying a price. I'm sure we're paying a price. But it can be fixed. But at some point, when you start giving in, when you start letting that camel's nose under the tent, you're going to have a camel in your tent. It's just a matter of time. And, and, and we need to do something about it. Now, what we need to do is let these... Republican senators know we're pissed. We're upset. Let them know that this is not something that we're just going to sit there. And by the way, it, it, it's also been interesting and educational to hear the criticism of the Uvalde Police Department and the other first responders on that, on that scene who didn't do their job. We, ex we didn't do the job we expect. From them who dropped the ball and more is coming out so I, I, I don't want to I mean some of the things that that I've seen and I think we've all seen on TV about you know how long it took them they were sitting outside they were waiting the one cop whose wife was shot inside she was a teacher she called him he came down and and they grabbed him and took away his weapon and and, and detained him and wouldn't let him inside and his wife died what What's going on? Look, uh, this is going to be totally exposed. We're going to know every little detail of it. But this is what happened. You know, the same thing, Parkland. They knew what was going on in Parkland. They knew who this kid was. They knew it was a problem. And then remember that sheriff that stood outside and wouldn't go in and wouldn't send his guys in? It's the same thing. This is what is happening. We, we have an issue... When we have, you know, we, I, I love to celebrate the first responders. I'm always thanking them. It's all, especially, you know, today. They need that encouragement. You know, I, I, I always have, <laughs> maybe, maybe some little mixed feelings, you know. But, but in the last few years, especially since this whole, you know, George Floyd thing, I made sure to let first responders know. I mean, I, I, I really think probably it, it goes back further than that, maybe the 9-11. I mean, we, we got to realize that these guys and women, men and women, have a job to do and we better appreciate it. But when they don't do that job, we better understand there's a big cost here. And so this, as, as this is unfolding in front of our eyes right now, that's what needs to be fixed. So the, in, in, beyond that, and I, I hope all of these things come out. The killer in Uvalde had a history that the head, well, the, let, let, me, let me say it this way. Yes, 
Yeah, the history, and, and, they, and they, they should have known something. But there's another thing about that. This kid was a, was a kid who came from a family of drug addicts, okay? I mean, his mother, his father, they had nothing. They were broke. He lived with his grandmother. He was scrounging. Where did he get the money? $3,000 for his, for his rifle? And then more money for, the, what, 390 rounds of ammo? And a new Ford F-250? Where did the money come from? Where did this kid get that kind of money? Who's, who is really behind this? Now, look, I'm not going to get into, you know, the Tucker Carlson conspiracy theories if I don't have more facts. I want more facts. I want to know this. I want to understand this. I want the police to be investigating. I mean, where is the FBI? What what are they doing besides, you know, covering up for the for the Democrats in the 2016 election? What what's what's really going on here? I mean, by using this issue to distract us in order to diffuse the second amendment to take away, to, to, to infringe on our right to keep and bear arms. It should not be infringed on, period. And to distract us in order to defuse the Second Amendment, we're ignoring the real issue here. What is the real issues? How about, you know, hardening these schools, locking locking the people out. That door was open. What what is really going on? When are we going to get the facts? When are we, the people, going to know everything? And don't you think those senators know more than we do right now? Why are they all of a sudden saying, okay, yeah, let's go along with this? Why? So most of the country sees that, oh, yeah, we're doing something. But what are we doing about the real issue? We're ignoring the issues that we should be focused on. It's not the guns. The guns do not kill people. People kill people. And if they don't use guns, they'll use knives, they'll use trucks. And worst of all, they'll use explosives. And you, you take a look around the world and see what's going on. That's what you've got to be really concerned about. Are you going to outlaw explosives? Uh, it's... Now, what do we do when these rhinos, I, again, I railed against using words like that, but that's what they are. The essence of, of a conservative American politician is to protect and preserve that Second Amendment. They're, they're rhinos. They're Republicans in name only if they don't do it. And, and you know what? We're, we're banking on them to fix what Biden has broken, banking on them. Yeah, we're sending them money. We're doing whatever we have to do to get them reelected, to get more Republicans elected. And then when they get in there, we, we need to keep our foot on the gas and make sure that we follow through and make sure that what they're doing is what we elected them to do. They can't just go off and make these deals and jeopardize us. And they can't just sit back and let inflation just rage 
let the gas prices keep going up and let Biden say, oh, we're going to give a tax holiday. Oh, we're going to we're, we're going to we're going to tap into the reserves. Oh, we're going to go to Venezuela. We're going to Saudi Arabia. They've got to stop it. It's their job. I don't care how many press conferences they have to have. I don't care what they have to do. Bang on the table, throw chairs, do something. We talk about January 6th. January 6th, the people went in the Capitol and they, they did that. Yeah, I'm, 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 not, <laughs> I'm not condoning breaking things down. I'm not condoning breaching the Capitol. I'm not condoning any of that. But I am condoning being an activist, being loud and protesting and getting there, the out, not breaking in. But when you look at what the people did, look at the instincts these people had. They're angry. Your constituents, Mr. Miss and Mr. Politician, are mad. We're angry. We're pissed off. We want to see something done. Yeah, sometimes you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Get in there. Do what it takes to get their attention. Get the attention of the whole country. There's millions of Democrat voters out there who don't understand that this Democrat party is selling the country. They're selling us out completely. For what? For the money that they're making from China? For the money that they're making from Saudi Arabia? The deals that they're making? It's right there. Look at what happened in the Ukraine. How much money did Biden make? And by the way, Biden, Hunter Biden's partner was John Kerry's kid. They're partners. And now these partners in crime, John Kerry and Joe Biden, are going to Saudi Arabia together. Oh, yeah, hey, let's go. Hey, Saudis. Hey, Prince, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I hate the fact you killed that Khashoggi guy. Oh, we railed against that. We, but you know what? Let's get together. Hey, we'll pay you a little more money for the gas, but you, we need you to drill more. We need. I mean, come on. What are, they, what are they doing? And John Kerry, is he going over there and saying, uh, hey, uh, Prince, we got to clean the air here. How about, uh, yeah, we drill oil, but we put it through a strainer. Right? <laughs> I mean, what is he doing? Why is he on this trip? How about you Republicans in Congress? And I mean the House of Representatives, the Senate. How about doing something about that? That's what needs to be done. And we need to let them know. They're coming to us right now for money to get reelected. Let's let them know. Yeah, I'm going to give you some money. But you better damn well give me what we elected you to do. Show me. Show me what, you, what, you, what you're ready to do. Show me how hard you're working. Show me that you understand the issues. The issues that I care about, that we care about, that America cares about. How about what's going on in China? Talk about the Chinese. How about the fact that the Chinese have just built their biggest, baddest aircraft carrier with three catapults. Three. Gives them a bigger payload. Gives them every... I mean, that's what's going on. Are we building more boats? No, we're building less. Why aren't we building a bigger Navy? Why aren't we building a, 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 a bigger and better defense department? Everything. Instead, we're going around. We got these commercials talking about how to address... How, and I know I, the one I saw was the Navy guys with the pride colors. Pride colors. Pride, only pride color I know is red, white, and blue. So these guys got this other thing. They call it pride. Because you're gay, you're pride. Listen, I don't care what you are. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care who you fantasize about. I don't care what you think. I don't care. I don't want to know. Keep it on your... You know what? 
Just put on a, a uniform. And then you don't need a pronoun. You wear a uniform and say, Sarge, yes, sir, Lieutenant. Yes, sir, Captain. That's all you got to do. Yes, ma'am. That's it. You don't need a pronoun. So why does the Navy have a, an ad to address each other in the right pronouns? So we know that you respect each other and, and you're sensitive to it. That's not what the military's about. It's not about being sensitive. It's about being tough, strong. It's about, it's about defending America. We need to build a military that can handle the current and future threats to America. And the threats to America isn't someone coming in and gay bashing. I mean, okay, that's, that's not a good thing. But <laughs> it's not going to destroy our cities. What's going to destroy our cities is this pronoun thing. What's the right pronoun? I don't know what the right pronoun is. Screw your pronoun. I don't care. He, she, it, the, I don't know. What's your name, Jack? Oh, yeah, okay. Hi, Jack. How you doing? What's your name, Diane? Hi, Diane. How you doing? Oh, Jack. Now you want to be called Diane? Okay. Hi, Diane. I mean, I, I don't care. We put that uniform on? It's yes, sir, Sarge. It's yes, ma'am, Lieutenant. That's what it is. So get out of this thing. Who's the, where does the Navy come off with this kind of crap? What's going on with this? This is bullshit. Plain and simple. And we, the citizens, have got to step up and make our thoughts known and understood. Let's let our politicians know because Eisenhower said it right. I, boy, Eisenhower said it right. That, that was... I, I, <laughs> I got so many thoughts about that. I think about that when I think about Father's Day. I love my dad. Loved my dad. But he was a Democrat. And I remember coming home from school. I was a little kid. And, and I had my I like Ike button on. My friends all had Eisenhower jackets. I don't know if you remember or even knew. So many years before most of you guys were all born. But Eisenhower had this, um, this khaki um, military jacket that was to the waist. It was really... A cool-looking, stylish jacket. And uh, you've seen pictures of it. You've seen pictures of, you know, General Eisenhower wearing that Eisenhower jacket. I wanted one so bad. And there were a couple of my friends. Listen, I lived in a poor neighborhood. Don't get me wrong. Every kid was poor. But somehow, there were a handful of kids that had an Eisenhower jacket. And I wanted one. And I got my Ike button, my I like Ike button. And I go up and I'm, I'm trying to see if I can talk... Talk my, my dad into getting me an Ike jacket. And he was like, ah, blah, blah. he starts railing about, you know, against sides that he's going for this guy, the Democrat guy. I'm going, are you kidding? Are you kidding? I mean, that's the minute. So what was that? 1950, Eisenhower came in in 52. It was like 51. What was I, six years old? I mean, <laughs> but I knew it then. There's no question about it. But when Eisenhower left office, he, he warned us. He said, beware of the military-industrial complex. They're connected. When the military is making this kind of money and the industrial complex is making all that money from the military, there's a, it's, it's, a, it's complex, all right. It's pretty simple. you got to watch out. and it, we, we need to be doing that. So what, what's going on with this whole, this whole thing about the military saying, that the most dangerous thing that we have to look out for is white supremacy. What do you mean white supremacy? 
What is this white supremacy? Who are they talking about? A handful of KKK people that are still left laying around? A couple of here and there Nazi worshippers? You know, they're like a little cult people. That's not America. America's 360 million, 330 million people. Most of them are all friends and neighbors and get along. And the ones that don't get along, it's not because whites don't get along with blacks. They got, you, got, you got all these huge areas where, you know, blacks are killing blacks and whites are killing whites. It's not, it's not a racial thing. It's a neighborhood thing. It's a business thing. It's a, it's a gangster thing. It's a drug thing. The drugs that are coming in are affecting every single one of us. Black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. We're all being affected by fentanyl coming over the border with illegal aliens and the cartels. We need, a, we need politicians. And by the way, I'm excluding the Democrat politicians. Why? Because they're allowing all this stuff. They're not paying any attention. They're in charge of the country. They've got Congress. They got, they got a mandate in the Senate by one vote. Yeah, I'm sorry, Democrats. Yes, that one vote's named Kamala Harris. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. But, but that's what they've got. And they have it. And they have the whole friggin' White House. They haven't done a damn thing. Two million illegal aliens have come across the border that we know about since Biden's election. We don't know about the so-called, quote-unquote, Galloways. Could be another 900,000. It's tons. And they come not from Mexico. They come through Mexico from over 150 different countries. And they've captured hundreds of terrorists. We don't know. And the terrorists are the ones who are best equipped to be the ones who got away. So of all the getaways, if there are 50 or 100 that we caught who are terrorists, there's 500 or 1,000 that we didn't catch that are in the country here to terrorize America and Americans. You, me, our families all over the country. It's not a border issue. Yes, they're coming across the border, but they're going to the whole country. And so is the fentanyl that they're bringing in. And what about the human trafficking? That's slavery, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's an Emancipation Proclamation from back in 1863. That was Lincoln. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does that apply? <laughs> Does that apply to today, to the sex slaves? And the other slaves, by the way? It's not all sex slaves. To the other slaves? The human, they call it human trafficking. That's a nice word for slavery, period, the end. That's what it's all about. How about all these drug addicts? All these drug addicts, totally addicted to drugs, which makes them slaves of the people who administer them the drugs. Yeah, that's who they get the drugs from. They'll do anything for those people. That's, a, that's another form of slavery. Slavery didn't go away with the Civil War. Yeah, it's here today. Now let's just talk about this whole January 6th situation. Because what are these Republicans thinking who are testifying to this so-called committee. It's not a committee. It's an inquisition. It's an inquisition. It, it, these, these people are Trump haters, every single one of them. It's not Republicans and Democrats. These are, these are haters. These are people whose lives have been altered by how much they hate Trump. Listen 
Listen to the head of the committee. Oh, my God. You know, he's worse than Liz Cheney. And, you know, she's worse than most of the others, including, what's his name, Adam Kissinger? I mean, I, they're all bad. They're all horrible. They have one thing that they're trying to prove. They're trying to prove that Trump engineered all this. And why? They hate Trump. This, they're spending millions and millions of dollars. This is like Russiagate all over again. 2016, how much did we spend with Bob Mueller? 30, 40 million dollars. How many attorneys, like 19 or 20 attorneys, focused? Get Trump. Yeah, that would be the name of my book. Get Trump. That's what it was. How much, how much did they corrupt the FBI to help them do all that? This is one more step. How, how obsessed are they with Donald Trump? What did Donald Trump do? Go back and look at his policies. Yeah, you want to look at his text? His, his um, what do you call it? You know, the um, Twitters? You want to look at that? Yeah, there's a few of them that I... But you know what? For the most part, some of them were funny. Some of them were inappropriate. A few. But the bulk of them were real topical. It's what he thought. He was being very transparent about everything. That's what we want from the government. We want that from our president. Transparency and great policies. And that's what he had. That's what he gave us. So what is it that he did? You know what he did? He exposed the swamp. He didn't let them continue to have a free reign with their lobbyists and with their this and that, doing everything they wanted to do, that military-industrial complex. He, he just exposed all of it. That's what he did, and that's why they hate him. So... They're going strong after him. And what did Trump do? Yep, you know, he was pissed. He got a little carried away when he lost the election. Why? Because it was stolen. Because he, he, he saw it and he knew it. He's not stupid. He's been right about everything that he said was going to happen. As it turned out, it happened. And we can look back. I'd say he's got a 99% track record. So they're saying... You can't prove it was stolen. Maybe you can't prove it to their satisfaction. But it's my opinion. My opinion. I'm, I'm looking at the last, what, year and a half plus of, of Joe Biden. I didn't think he could get 81 million votes. And now I don't think anybody else that I know thinks it either. He didn't get 81 million votes. There's no way he got 81 million votes. That's my opinion. Do I call him my president? Yep, I do. Because... He achieved the office. Did he cheat? I think so. Did he steal the election? I think so. Was it rigged? I think so. And we keep talking about it. There's a thousand reasons. But the point is, the big picture from 10,000 miles up, you look down, that election was stolen. Okay? And I'm entitled. That's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. I'm an American. I have the right to redress. I have the right of free speech, of free thinking, of right, I mean, I, that's all right. And so does Donald Trump. And he has the right to say it. And he did. And he does. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you may not agree with it. That's fine. I'm not, it's not a crime not to agree with Donald Trump. <laughs> if, if, if you're part of his cabinet or, or part of hierarchy of politicians around the country... That, that he has some control over, look out for your job. Yeah, that's the way he is. He's, he's a, they call him a counterpuncher. 
a little bit vindictive in there too. But hey, that's Donald Trump, and you know it. So when Donald Trump says, what are you going to do about this, that, and thing? You could stand up to him, or you could play Kato. Yeah, boss, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. And Mike Pence, who went so far and said, no, that's it. I'm not going any further. I'm not doing that. And Trump wasn't happy, and he said so. I don't think he ever threatened his life. But even if he disagreed with him and he said, Pence, go in there and, and stop it. Do not let them certify Biden. He stole it. Let's, we could prove it. Let's do it. No, I don't think so. Rudy Giuliani said, I can prove it. I don't think so. That's okay. And then you have what you have. And there's a lot of people like me that went to Washington on January 6th, went to Ellipse Park and protested, made our feelings known en masse. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing illegal. And those people that broke into the Capitol and destroyed things, that's wrong. And they're going to pay a price. But not the price that they've been paying. You don't get those people thrown in jail without trial, without due process. Due process, Democrats. Remember that word? That's part of America. Yeah, you want due process for criminals who commit major crimes. Everything from rape and bank robbery and beating people up and stealing and burning buildings down. And you put them out on bail. They have due process. Yeah, they're due in court next, what, next November or whenever. Okay. Meanwhile, they're out on bail. You make sure everyone, but not, not the ones who, what, they, they, they busted a chair or window. Yeah, they, they're going to pay a price for that, and they should. But so far, I, I haven't heard this insurrection, this you know war on the country that the Democrats are making it sound like. And yet you put them in the dungeons, in these jails, in solitary. You should be ashamed of yourself. Where are the Republicans? Why aren't they pounding their fists? They should be going into these hearings and pounding their fists on the table and saying, let those people out of these prisons. This is America. This isn't medieval Spain. This is wrong. What you're doing is wrong. That's what they should be doing. If they want to represent me, they want to represent the average voter out there, the Republican voter, the conservative voter, and even some Democrat voters out there that I'm sure feel the same way. This is an injustice. I don't like what they did at the Capitol. It was wrong. But damn it, it was not an insurrection. And they were only using that. And this whole herring circus, is they're focused on making it sound like Donald Trump created it all because his opinion, his strongly felt opinion, he's not a shrinking violet. <laughs> he lets his feelings on. He's very transparent about everything. And he's transparent about his belief that the election was stolen. And there's nothing wrong with that. So these Republicans get up there and they don't say in their statements, yeah, we, we disagreed with the president. We thought he was wrong. But at the same time, he's entitled to his opinion. He didn't say anything to incite riots or destruction of property or any, any physical violence against the Capitol Police or anything else. As a matter of fact, he called and authorized 20,000 20, soldiers, the National Guard. That's what they should be saying, and they're not. And what that makes me concerned about 
is what are they going to do when we take back the House, when we take back Congress at, after the November elections? Well, I, I, I think that was a heck of a comeback for Raw Radio. I know we've been out of it for like, what, almost two weeks now? We're back. We're back on track. And uh, we'll be back on, uh, be back later in the week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being there. Thanks for subscribing. And Roll Right Radio is rolling on. I'm New York Mike, and I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.